Guys, 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 guys. It's like the seagull from Nemo. Mine? Mine? Guys, I took a shower today. Just big news. Just big news on my front. I took a shower today. I washed my hair. Well, you crazy. You are incorrigible. You actually had water run over your body and you used soap. So that's where I am. Let's see where Brandy is. Let's see if Brandy took a shower. Because now we're like recording all these and like on video. So we have to look kind of good. When they add the element of like smell to these shows, we are fucked. Let's call her up. Spack, spack, boom. Wang, wang, womb. Got no burp. Okay, she's not picking up. Hello. Oh. Oh, I'm so backlit. Great lighting. You know what? I didn't choose the awful LED lights in this house. I mean, you got your dog in the background. I got my dog in the background. Um, Yours is not real. My dog is real. He's just downstairs. This is just a painting of him. <laughs> but little Astro Girl behind you is absolutely the cutest freaking thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Isn't she so cute? Oh, my God. She's just snoozing. Pretty sure she's not supposed to be on the furniture in this Airbnb, but oops. Oh, whatever. Oops. Would you kick this face off the couch? Yeah. No. Brandi, we have some news to talk about. Yeah, we do. We teased it last episode at the end of it, and now we're kind of looping back around the beginning to tell you guys about a very exciting thing that we've been talking about doing for, like, like months now? I think longer, but yeah. This isn't for, like, the faint of heart YF tears, all right? This is for the <laughs> diehards. Yeah. This is yeah. for the peeps out there that bleed. And what colors are we? Purple, yellow. And like neon green? Yeah, exactly. These are for the peeps that bleed purple, yellow, and neon green. All right? We're starting <laughs> a Patreon, baby. We've been doing this podcast for so long now, you guys. Honestly, like, I can't believe you guys still listen, but I'm so glad you do because it's the favorite part of my week is hanging out with you guys and getting to hang with Wells. So we've been thinking about ways that we can kind of expand on it, right? And give you guys a little bit more. Uh, and so we finally landed on, I can't pronounce it. Wells is going to make fun of me for the rest of my life. Do it. Pa Patreon? You're still kind of like <laughs> churching it up French. Patreon? <laughs> Patreon. It's Patreon. Patreon. Yeah. Patreon. So it's super cool because it'll just give you guys, I don't know, like a little bit more YFT in your life. And there's a couple tiers that we'll talk about in a second of what you get with each one. You know, the hallmarks of a good podcast are you get to feel like you're hanging out with your friends and mm -hmm. just chit chatting. I think the podcast is already like that, but it's going to make you guys actually have a voice on the show as well. We are going to be like bringing people onto the show and hearing your guys' favorite stuff and having it be like more of a community. Exactly. So we yeah. have some funny tiers because it's not just like, um, it's not just like, give us some money, give us more money, give us all <laughs> of your money. We have funny names for it. Like tier one is bros and hoes, right? Duh. And that's like ad free, early access to shows, video clips voting power because we're going to start doing more polls and stuff because here's the thing like we suggest shit and then we never know if like you guys like it or not it's just like stuff <laughs> that we like direct fan requests stuff like that and then we have tier two which is erotic Krampus, which i just i love man same stuff as bros and hoes but then we're talking like free monthly virtual live podcast which we did during pandemic and that was like a big popular thing yeah Brandy was saying earlier that that'll hook you up with some some merch. You guys want the merch, trust. You it's want the cute. merch, yeah. We've got it right here. It's good stuff. Okay, guys. So to join this community with us and find out more information on all this, you can go to 
patreon.com slash your favorite thing. And basically, if you sign up before March 11th, you can be part of this special launch event we're going to do. So you want to make sure you go ahead and sign up because the first actual live show is going to be March 18th. So only the VIP peeps that sign up before March 11th are going to get into this launch event. And it'll be super cool, super exclusive. And then after the first live show on the 18th, we'll go live and do these Patreon... Patreon shows on the first Thursday of every month moving forward. So super exciting stuff. And we also decided we're going to give away one free Patreon subscription and invite to the live launch event to a random review posted after March 2nd. So if you want a chance to win this subscription and the invite to the launch, you got to go give us one of our favorite five-star reviews for the podcast for your chance to win. All right, go to patreon.com slash your favorite thing. Sign up right now and um, become a true yft -er. or don't, whatever. Whatever makes you feel alive. I don't want to pressure anyone to do anything, <laughs> you know? It's going to be cool, though. I think it's going to be cool. I think it's going to be cool, too. You know, Live shows, uncensored. I'm scared. I know. I am scared, too, because people don't realize that I edit the fuck out of this show. Yeah, you guys are gonna realize how much I say like and um real quick. Oh my god, you don't, and oh my god, we need to have a ticker for every time he, he, Brandy does a. Mm. She has. Yeah, you guys, this, you guys will hear that. Oh, but before uh, every word, my entire job is just editing out. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you guys will also get to hear all the shit Wells says, and then says, "I'm gonna cut that." Yeah. But, <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of that. Ooh, All right. Good times. We good? I think so. Start the show? We should probably, we should probably start the show. Right. I think it's you. Bros and hoes, you're listening to your favorite thing podcast with. Wells and Brandy. Brandy, it's official. What I, is? I am an old person now. Oh, yeah. Same. No. I am officially an old person. Here's my, I want everyone to know my stats, okay? <laughs> okay. Yeah, boy, under 10% body fat, all right? Runs <laughs> four to five miles a day. Eats yeah. pretty fucking healthy, okay? My resting heart rate when I sleep is under 40. Uh-huh. And your boy has blood pressure higher than, I don't know, Kanye West's <laughs> PR manager. Okay. <laughs> so last week I was back in Monterey quarantining away from Sarah, right? And so mm -hmm. I went and got a COVID test. And I don't know if you guys have taken COVID tests where they take your blood pressure, but they do that. I don't know if oh. they, they want it to be as stressful as possible. You know, right. not, not only are they going to fuck your nose <laughs> and just break your nose hymen so hard. <laughs> But they also want to check your blood pressure because they want to see how terrified you are. So I am sitting there. By the way, so I go, I go, <laughs> I go to get this test done, and there's a woman who is, I think, what's the someone? What's someone that thinks they're always sick but they're not sick? Hypochondriac. Hypochondriac. Yes, I think she was a hypochondriac. She was in a wheelchair, but I totally saw her jump up and walk to the bathroom. I'm like, what's going on here? What? Yeah, she was like, oh, I got to the bathroom. And then she jumped up and went to the bathroom. I was like, what is this wheelchair for? I don't understand. She was sitting there. She had a driver. This was her like her nurse, right? And she couldn't find her nurse's phone number in her phone, of which she was like on an iPhone. And she was had one of those stylists. And she was trying to find the number. And she couldn't find the number. So then she called someone. She fucking used the stylist and remembered someone's number and called them was like, hey, I don't know my, my nurse's number. Can you call them and tell them I'm ready to go? So this is taking forever, by the way. So the nurse could come and get her in the wheelchair that she was, she like popped out of, whatever. So anyways, I was, I was getting there at 1.30. I was like, okay, by two o'clock, I'll be out. I'll have my test results. I'm going to be back in LA, okay? It's now 2.30. I haven't even gotten the test yet. My blood is boiling. They come over finally. They put the thing around my arm. They take my blood pressure. The lady goes, you have high blood pressure. I goes, yes, I know. It runs my family. It's fine. I go get my nose hymen broken. All right. Bleed Ew, everywhere. Then the nurse comes in and she goes, doctor, you need to look at this. My blood pressure was at 161 over 119. Um, 
This is awful, but what's normal? 120 over 70, I think. Or 80. Oh. 120 over 80, 120 over 70. I don't know. I've never, I've never even sniffed those numbers. So I don't even know. So the <laughs> doctor's like, bro, you are a walking heart attack. And I'm like, I ran four miles this morning just for funsies. All right? I had a kale salad before I came in here. What you talking about? And he goes, dude, it has nothing to do with how healthy you are. Bro, my resting heart rate when I sleep is under 40. I have a runner's heart. What are you talking about? And he goes, it's nothing to do with that. You have high blood pressure. You're a walking heart attack. And I'm like, well, I got to drive back to LA. He goes, no, you're not. You're not going anywhere, son. What? He gives me one of his blood pressure medication pills from his own fucking reserves. No way. They can't do that. That's what happened. And he goes, I'm writing you a prescription. You need to go down to the pharmacy right now and get this medication. And also, you're not allowed to drive back because you're going to have a heart attack on the drive back to LA. I'm like, no. Tell him this is what happened. I had to stay a couple extra days, which was wonderful. Now I'm on blood pressure medication. I have to take my blood pressure every like couple hours. All right. Yikes. I'm telling you, man, I'm old. And now I have to go to a cardiologist. I feel like I'm, I need to go to a cardiologist. I got to go to a cardiologist now. I got to go to a cardiologist on the 9th. They got to do a blood panel because my kidneys might be fucked. I don't no. even know what's happening here. So all that to be said, guys, eat whatever the fuck you want. Don't work out. Because guess what? Don't matter. I'm letting myself go. Don't care. Been slaving over the freaking Peloton and the row machine and the running the four miles every day. Doesn't change anything, Brandy. Some old. I don't know what to tell you. Tish the dish has high blood pressure. Does she? Yeah. Maybe it's people who are just awesome and beautiful have high blood pressure and that's just what's happening like it's it's like god's way of being like we got to bring this guy down a peg okay <laughs> all right yftiers i mean there's a lot of sleep hacks out there we were actually talking about noise machines earlier but there's also like no snacking at night yoga before bed meditation i try to do that instead of trying them all you can immediately transform your sleep with bowl and branch we're talking about the best-selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love Bolin Brand sheets. I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my Bolin Brand sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time and they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out plus they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash style and sleep in their sheets for an entire month and if you don't love them you can send them right back that's right sleep better with the softest most breathable bedding from bowl and branch get 15 percent off your order when you use promo code favorite at bowlandbranch.com that's bowl and branch b-o-l-l-a-n-d-b-r-a-n-c-h.com promo code favorite thing did you watch the golden globes on sunday no one watches the golden globes i watched the golden globes that's because sarah's on it yeah no she took my job <laughs> i saw that took my job and got paid more money a little hurt I mean, she did a great job by the way my only takeaway from the globes this year is jason sudeikis is the greatest man alive and i love him so much did you at least see what Jason Sudeikis was wearing? I literally saw nothing except a clip of Sarah on the red carpet. Okay. Jason's love her red hair, by the way. Love. Yeah. I love when she mixes it up. It's like, ooh, who's this? Who's this lady <laughs> living with me now? You know, they had to Zoom the whole thing, and Jason Sudeikis was in a tie-dye green hoodie. No. Pretty sure he was the most baked uh, ever. <laughs> His acceptance speech makes zero sense for like the first like three minutes. So much so that Don Cheadle was also on the Zoom call that didn't win. He goes, wrap it up. Start wrapping it up. <laughs> so anyways, I am excited though because Sarah was working the show. It forced us to watch a lot of the movies that we've been like putting off. And we've got mm -hmm. a, I've got a lot of really good fave things this episode oh, great yeah a lot of good movies i'm excited for that first of all 
Did you win the horse show? <laughs> you don't understand the amount of messages in my inbox saying that exact thing. Yeah. Everyone's like, in in Wells's words, did you win the whole horse show? It, no, it's not my words. Um, it's your words. You told me I'm going to go horse showed. And then that's just now the words that I use. <laughs> I said, I horse showed. Not I'm going to. No, it's funny. That's a mix of tense and words. <laughs> did you win the horse show or not? That's still not a thing, but my horse was really good. So I I did one warm-up class on Thursday, and then I only really competed in two classes, one on Saturday, one Sunday. I was second on Saturday, had a great round, and it was my first time to show Star on the grass field. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you watched any of my story, but at most of these horse shows, you're riding in a sand ring. That's like the norm. When there is a big grass field, it's usually saved for the biggest classes of the show. Like They just don't usually let the amateur jump on the grass but we got to it this show and it was the first time I've ridden star on the grass it rides a lot different when you're on the turf than the sand and she loved it she was awesome we jumped clear on Saturday and then on Sunday is the classic is the what the classes that goes on Sunday it's the one where you win a little bit of money um big deal you wear white pants braid your horse the whole deal yeah and the course was so long and there were so many jumps like normally there's only like nine or ten efforts in a round and then depending on what type of class it is sometimes you have a jump off with like three or four more efforts the classic when I walked was walking and I was like how many freaking jumps are there there were like 13 efforts in the first round which is so many and then the jump off had like six or seven efforts it was crazy so only one horse went double clear and it was not me I went clear in the first round and then I had two rails in the jump off, unfortunately, because I was trying to take really tight turns and I wasn't being careful and I knocked a couple rails, but I was still third because that's how hard the course was that only one person managed to leave all the rails up in both rounds. So super happy, but we have another week next week. I'm staying for one more. So I'm gunning for that first place baby next Sunday. Congratulations. Very proud of you for doing such a good job in horse showing. All right. You took my advice. You took the hard lines, which I told you to do. I'm just happy that you cleared those efforts that first time. We're going to work on the second time. That's fine. Thanks, Wells. Should we start with Batch or what do you want to do? I think so. I think it's good to get it out of the way. Ladies, tell all. Super weird that they didn't have mm -hmm. a um, studio audience. Yeah. In those times, I'm like, why didn't you guys just invite me in there out of COVID tested? And that would be like the one guy like, ha, ha. Good joke. Like you need some. Honestly, that would have been really funny. It would have been like just a, I'm the one guy that's invited to, <laughs> and be like, boo, <laughs> Anna, boo. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Seriously though, yikes. I mean, what's your takeaway from it all? The first like ten minutes or so, I was like, is it just me or is this the most edited women tell all I've ever seen? Like there were a lot of weird cuts and like weird like pans to girls' faces where they're just like smiling and it's really out of context to what whoever's talking. Like it was weird. It was very edited. Okay. Um. Also, just like really cringy. Like yes, there's always moments in the women tell all because it's especially the women tell all because there is so much drama. But this one, it was just like the whole time I was just like so tense. My shoulders were like up to my knees, and I'm just like oh, I feel so awkward for everyone right now. Mm-hmm. Who did you feel the most awkward for? Probably Anna, just because, God, she just messed up so bad and looked so bad. And all she could do was sit there and just say, like, yeah, I yeah. messed up bad. And that sucks. It, but at least she did do that and didn't pull up. What was the guy? Was it Yosef that, like, refused to acknowledge that he fucked up? Yeah. Like, like, at least she down. didn't pull one of those. Also, Victoria. Like, and the Victoria did the opposite, where she kind of refused to acknowledge how ridiculous she was. Yeah, like, I think the problem with Anna is that her face already looks like she's like, ooh, you know, like, uh -huh. oh, no, I said that that way. So her face already looks like that. And then hearing her be like, I've got no excuse. Sorry. Yeah. Also bad form. Wait, the show's been airing this entire time and you didn't reach out to the girl that you made up this rumor about to be like, hey, sorry about that. Can we bury the hatchet or like, what do you want me to do? Can I make a donation in your name to a charity of your choice? Like, what can I do to make this better? Um, <sighs> okay, so here's the first thing. At the end of it, you see how insecure Victoria is. 
Like mm-hmm. you can, it's, it's almost like it's not fun to make fun of her because it's so telegraphed as to like her issues, why she is the way she is, because her insecurity is just so rampant. Mm-hmm. But her gaslighting, Katie, her gaslighting, whoever it was. Ryan was the one she was really gaslighting. Yeah. She was like, so are you super yeah, sensitive? So Ryan. Are you super sensitive? What? What are you talking? How are you turning this around on Ryan here? This is you. You you've done this to yourself. Yeah, I know. And then she did it for a minute was like, you know, she was like, well, I've been bullied ever since the show aired and I'm not crying about it. it was like her kind of thing. Yeah. And she was like, she was like, yeah, like I liked that my bra show like big deal. Okay, there's a difference between the stylist she hired to dress her for that night because that bra showing was that was a fashion statement. Yeah. The stuff we saw on the show was not a fashion statement. I no. think it was an accident. Yeah, it was a fashion faux pas. Yeah. It was will. insane. But um I don't know. Like it was just painful to watch her just really not take responsibility for the way she acted, but I also didn't really expect her to, so yeah, it would have been weird if she all of a sudden was like media trained and like did the thing that we all thought she would, which would be like eat crow. You guys are right. I was wrong. I was being an idiot. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if she goes to paradise, what that's like. My only other thing was in terms of the drama, whoever thought it was a good idea to come after Katie after seeing the edit Katie got. I'm sorry. I have very little sympathy for you if you get shit now because America loves Katie. Mm-hmm. And you're doubling down on being like, Katie, you are stirring the fires. Katie, you are stirring the pot. Like, this is on you, Katie. Like, why were you doing this? Hold on. Read the room, guys. Chelsea. I, I didn't even know Chelsea was like a part of all that drama. But Chelsea, Me neither. Chelsea doubling down, being like, this is on you, Katie. It was like, Read the fucking room. America loves Dildo Girl. What are you doing? I was just shocked by it. I don't know. Like, everybody was ganging up on her a bit, and I did think it was a little unnecessary. Unnecessary, I is the word. I think it's stupid. Like, you're not going to change public perception of this woman, especially yeah. in this setting. Katie, I mean, they played it well for her. Like, they let the women kind of have the floor to do all that and then brought Katie up and basically, like, gave her another highlight reel, right? Yeah. <laughs> After, like, showing her journey and letting her kind of speak on her departure and everything. So at least her time on that episode was, like, bookended by TV greatness. <laughs> I'm excited to meet Matt's dad. I'm wondering who's making him cry on the sidewalk. I know. I think it's Matt's dad that makes him cry on the sidewalk and not one of the girls. That's possible. What do you think about Matt's beard? I bet you you like Matt's beard. I do like it. Yeah, I know. I know you. I know you. I know you. All right. Well, I'm excited for, uh, I guess, the next episode. See what happens. Who do you think he's going to end up with? The next episode's the finale, right? Yeah, I guess. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I personally would like to see him end up with Michelle. She's probably my favorite of the three left. But that preview for next week it showed more of Bree than we've like seen this whole freaking season and it does seem like they have really great chemistry so I don't know I don't really know part of me feels like he likes Rachel the best but I I, she, I feel like she's like a ticking time bomb and she's gonna like freak out and explode and leave or something we'll see I don't know what's gonna happen I don't think he ends up with anybody that's my thought yeah I could see that for sure I'm just excited that Manuel is gonna be hosting AFR as a sports dork in me, like a um, big fan of his, he's on Fox Sports One. And then he wrote like a really cool book called Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. And I believe he, that's he's also kind of like turned that into a show as well with like really good interviews. Because of everything that's happened and everything that's come out, I honestly think that regardless of like however you feel, he's the right person to probably moderate something like this, you know? For sure. So I think that was a really good move by ABC and NZK Productions. So I just wanted to applaud them for that. I'm excited to see, uh, you know, how he does it. And you know what? One of the reasons why we all liked Matt being the bachelor is that he wasn't really a part of the franchise beforehand. I was just about to say that. Yeah. And it'll be kind of nice to have someone host that maybe is going to see this through the prism of someone not in Bachelor Nation, which will be mm-hmm. refreshing, you know? Agree. So... I'm sure people will get mad for me saying that, but I that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. 
You got some fave things, bro. Oh, look at you. I have a lot of fave things. Great, because all I've done is horse show. I week. know, I know. I, I did watch Bachelor. That's true. We should change the name to Wells' Favorite Things and Brandy's Two Cents on said thing. <laughs> I talked about it, and I very rarely like post my favorite things on my Instagram stuff because... I feel like that takes away from this show. Like if you want to really know what my, the shit I'm into, I want you to listen to this show. Mm -hmm. But the book I'm reading beneath the scarlet sky is so good that like I had to post about it. And I'd already talked about it on the podcast. I still haven't even finished the book. It's quite dense. I got to say, it's like one of the best books I've ever read. It's getting to that point. Wow. The way that I described it, Last week, I was so early on that I didn't really know the scope of it all. It has transformed and morphed into an even more compelling and amazing story about effectively being a spy for the Nazis in Italy during World War II. And this guy's story is just so insane and so fucking cool that... I'm I'm doing it again second week in a row. And you know what? I'll probably finish it. And next week I'll be like, you should read this book. But anyways, Beneath the Scarlet Sky is just so good. Is it a new book or has it been out for a while? 2017 was released. And oh, okay. Tom Holland is going to be playing the lead, which is a guy named Pino in the movie or series or whatever. Anyways, mm -hmm. it's phenomenal. And I don't like, you know, it's nonfiction. So that means it's real. Mm -hmm. And I don't really like historical novels generally. Like I'm just, that's not my, I'm sci-fi and Stephen King guy. But this book is yeah. just so good. I've seen a lot of people post about it recently. And I even saw a girl at the horse show with it. So I don't know if it was just because I heard you say it last week that all of a sudden it, it was, you know how that is. Sometimes like you hear about something and then all of a sudden it's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but I have, I have seen a lot of people are reading it right now. Maybe that is because of the series that's they announced, but, um, but I definitely, want to read it i'm excited so yeah let me know next week how how you liked the end my other thing is i just want to do a quick rundown about the challenge okay which i'm absolutely <laughs> obsessed with and guys like if you guys are not watching the challenge like, i don't even know what you're doing number one favorite thing whoever is in charge of the music in this season of the challenge is just killing it at life such great music the thing about mtv that no other network has is they've got this like ingrained deal with all publishers that they can play anything without i think any consequences what? is that true i think so because it's still technically music television you know like you have to buy rights to songs for you know if you're mm -hmm. in like this is us or whatever like it, it should, network shows mtv's just playing the rolling stones and the killers and you're just like how are you getting away with this that's number one number two can i just get a quick ding for ct and big t the greatest duo since i don't know peanut butter and jelly jeez since Mac and Cheese. Uh-huh. Since, I don't know, what's another good one? Since Vodka and Soda, okay? They are the I thought you were going to say Vodka and Cranberry. No, I'm not that basic. They are the <laughs> cutest freaking team I've ever seen. That last challenge where they hung from a helicopter on the rope and Big T and CT is holding on for fucking dear life. He's just like his fat ass. He's like, I don't want to fall off. And, and then Big T's just like all smiles. It's like, lee, 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 this is fun. I'm thinking of a helicopter. And then drop into the water. CT's swimming like crazy. Big T's like, I'm scared of the water. They beat everyone. She's like, I should have told you all that I was on swim team. And I used to do pole dancing. It's like, wait. What? You didn't tell it? It was like Slumdog Millionaire. All like perfect things happened in your life to make this challenge the easiest thing in the world. And you guys win. I love you so much. The best. Also, Lolo Jones, kind of a quitter. I don't know what's happening. I'm not, you're falling with the whole Lolo Jones thing. But Lolo Jones, first of all, mentions that she is an Olympian every second she gets. And then she quits. And I don't know what's happening there. Now she's saying that that production made her quit. And I'm just going to say this. As someone who is on a competition show for money, okay? I just want to say this out loud to all the challengers, challenge folks out there, why I call BS on this Lolo Jones thing. And I wasn't even on the challenge. I was on a cooking show, which is like stakes much lower, a lot less money's involved. But if you do a television show where you are competing for money, there are 
game makers there and lawyers and overseers making sure that shit isn't rigged because they can be taken to court for fucking rigging the system, okay? And I know for a fact that that show is like ultra sensitive about that. And that girl leaves the show and then she comes out this last week and says that the show made her quit, I think is total bullshit because if that were true, that's a lawsuit waiting to happen and that's not what Viacom needs ever. So call them BS, all right? You quit, you couldn't handle it, that's what it is, okay? Sorry, I do hope you win a gold medal though for the US, but I don't believe what you're saying. Anyways, the challenge, so great. You are more passionate about this show than anything I've ever heard you talk about on Live T. I gotta be honest with you, it is right now it's my favorite show on television. Like I'm the it most excited. I'm the most excited for the challenge. And I can't believe like I've been Either. sleeping on the challenge for so long. And I love the fact that like I'm close with Johnny now because I can text him and be like, what do you think about this? Because he's not on this season. But like, what's what's going on here? Like, what, what's your what's your behind the scenes thoughts here? And he's Johnny. Does he still watch it? He's the most decorated challenge winner ever. Mm -hmm. So I think he's like, he's like me with The Bachelor. I think he like kind of has to watch it because it's kind of a part of his brand now. But so great. I'm dying to hear about your uh, Golden Globe movie recommendation. Okay, then I want to start out with my favorite. Okay. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is absolutely amazing. It is a famous Broadway production. And I didn't know that because I'm an idiot. Viola Davis. And Chadwick Boseman. Ugh. Right off the bat, Chadwick Boseman is going to posthumously win an Oscar for this. I say that not because Chadwick Boseman died and everyone feels bad and they want to give him an Oscar because he's no longer with us. I say that because his performance is fucking amazing. Ugh, I want to see it so bad. To say that I thought that Chadwick Boseman was like out acting Viola Davis. Yeah. I don't know if I think that's really true. They're both just amazing, but like, I don't know. It's hard to like almost upstage yeah. Viola Davis. You know, like that's, I yeah. guess that's my thought on it. Here's the tag. During a recording session, tensions rise between Ma Rainey, her ambitious horn player, and the white management determined to control the uncontrollable mother of the blues. I went to Ole Miss. I was a broadcast journalism major, English minor with an emphasis in blues anthropology. And I'm very upset with some of my team. I'm going to blame this on other people because I learned a lot about blues music and blues history. And I didn't do a whole lot of research on Ma Rainey. So I love this because it was like, I didn't know this story. It's originally a play on Broadway that they've now adapted to film. And it is all just one day. It's just one day of them recording really one record but mainly one song, which was called Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. She's the mother of the blues. She's just calling all the shots. And then Chadwick's character is young, really ambitious horn player that has ideas about how the music should sound. And he's kind of new age and progressive. And, and Ma's, we're going to do it the original way. And, and then, of course, there's just a lot of racial undertones because, of course, they're recording for this big record label. And the record label is is being run by this one white guy and her manager is a white guy. And so there's tensions there. The ending is insane. It is beautiful. And I will say this, and I don't know if people like this or not, but it's an hour and a half. And I love a good, concise movie. You know, I don't need a two and a half hour thing. I agree with you. Two hours is like, that's like, that's pushing it. But two and a half is like, it kind of loses me. Yeah. But it was one of those movies where I, when it ended, I was like, no, that's it. <laughs> no, I want more. You know, it wasn't like, all right, I'm, I can go to bed now or whatever. The movie is just perfect. The wardrobe is amazing. The acting is just ridiculous. Like eh, the whole, the music's phenomenal. Dude, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is going to win all the Oscars, by the way. So just get ready. All right. Did you get a screener of that or? No, it it's on Netflix, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Netflix. Phenomenal film. The other one we watched was Judas and the Black Messiah. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of that one? Is that on Netflix? No, it's on HBO Max. Oh, I think I've just come across it, but I have not watched it yet. I didn't know this story. Again, like this is one of those things where I'm like, I didn't know this happened. I'm. This is so interesting to me and fucked up. Here's the tag. Bill O'Neill infiltrates the Black Panther Party per FBI agent Mitchell and J. Edgar Hoover as party chairman 
Fred Hampton ascends, falling for a fellow revolutionary en route, a battle wages for O'Neill's soul, Judas and the Black Messiah. So basically what it's about, the main character is Bill O'Neill, who's played by Lakeith Stanfield. He was in Knives Out and Selma. What he's known for is in Get Out. And so like basically he gets caught impersonating an FBI agent to steal a car. And then the FBI bring him in and they make him infiltrate the Black Panthers and basically use him to bring down the Black Panthers. So he's Judas and he's bringing down mm. the Black Messiah, whose party chairman is Fred Hampton, who's um, Daniel Kalua, who is in Black Panther, also in Get Out, in Sicario, which I talked about last week. Mm -hmm. And it's a true story. Like, I didn't know this is how they did this. And it's like really fucked up. What the FBI kind of does to this Bill O'Neill character is really messed up and then the end yeah. is the end is crazy because then you get to see interview with the real guy oh you do yeah and then you find Whoa. out like what they do this documentary about him in like the 70s and then you you see him like actually talking about it and then you find out like what happened to him afterwards and you're like whoa uh, judas and the black messiah is really really good but heavy mm, okay highly recommend also a lot of oscars are going to be given out in that for that film the last one is One Night in Miami, and I wish this one were true. Like, I wish this one had really happened, because it would be <laughs> so much cooler if it did. And I watched the entire thing being like, this fucking happened? This is so no. fucking cool! You thought it was real? Yeah, like, do you, have you seen this one? No, I haven't. Okay. But I have seen movies like that, where I, I thought it was a true story, and you find out it's not, and you're like, well, because it, all the characters are real people, and they were all around during the same time, so I'm like, surely this really happened, you know? So here's the tag, a fictional account of one incredible night where icons Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, Sam Cooke, and Jim Brown gather discussing their roles in the civil rights movement and cultural upheaval of the 60s. Obviously, Muhammad Ali is like one of the greatest boxers of all time. Malcolm X, everyone knows Malcolm X, Sam Cooke best singer ever jim brown one of the best running backs ever it all kind of predicates around a fight that muhammad ali is doing in miami after the fight they all come together and it's them talking about you know the civil rights movement i was i was like oh my god the whole time i was like oh my god this is so cool i can't believe this happened and then and then we were watching the golden globes and they're like one night in miami a fictional account and I'm like wait well hold up fictional <laughs> guys wait what i thought it was real is that real oh come on the cast is really, really good. Mainly the guy that plays Sam Cooke is Leslie Odom Jr., who is in Hamilton. Mm -hmm. The guy that plays Muhammad Ali does a really good job of being Muhammad Ali, which is, I think, a very hard thing to do because everyone knows what Muhammad Ali sounds like. Everyone knows mm -hmm. Muhammad Ali's mannerisms, you know? Totally. His crazy rants and uh, everything, the way he talks, and it was just so cool. So anyways, really cool period piece, obviously, these are all obviously like very socially thought provoking, especially in this time. They, they all are coming out like in a, I think, in a perfect time for our country. But yeah, mm -hmm. One Night in Miami. Uh, go check it out. That's on Prime, by the way. Oh, nice. That yeah. one. I, that one sounds really good. Yeah, Leslie Odom Jr. is just you're just like, well, dude, and his singing is so good. And to be to try to sing like Sam Cooke, dude, come on, it's like being Muhammad mm -hmm. Ali. You know? Yeah. So those are my movies. Those are all going to win, I think, a bunch of Oscars, as they should. They're fantastic. So check them out. Love it. Did you finish Your Honor? No. Okay. Did I, you? I think so. I don't what know. Do you think? I don't know if it's the last episode or not. What? I've been up and down on this show, mm -hmm. but every time there was a new episode, I desperately wanted to watch it. So I think that means I was always up on the show. It's just really hard to break out of breaking bad i th just that's just the problem is that he, i guess so the end of it is crazy really apropos i suppose i think it's the ending and then i was like so what do you think for next season sarah and she goes it's a limited series dude it's over that's it i was like wait yeah. what what there's not I, so I don't, you wanted a second season yeah i want to know what happens next because you got you haven't seen the end of it no it, i just like it really lost me i was trying so hard to stay on it and i just was struggling which sucks because it, it started out so good. It ends pretty good. I got to be honest with you. It, okay, end, it ends okay. pretty well. I do want to know what happens. Yeah. I do want to know. You got to check it out. 
Okay. I haven't had a chance to start it yet, but I mentioned last week that a lot of people had recommended Behind Her Eyes to me. Yeah. And I got flooded with messages from the wife tears saying that it, that I absolutely have to watch it. Apparently, it's getting rave reviews. Um, I don't know. I I felt like I had heard like mixed reviews from people about it maybe being like really dark and hard to watch. I don't know. The wife tears are saying it's it's a must watch. So that one's definitely on my radar too to start. Have you watched any of Stanley Tucci's Searching for Italy on CNN? I don't watch Gable at all. Well, anyway, Stanley Tucci has basically a travel show. You know who Stanley Tucci is. He's the, the actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a travel show, and obviously Stanley Tucci, ending with a vowel, is Italian. And so it's just him going to Italy and eating food and drinking wine. And it's great because he's just so lovable and interesting and kind of like suave, but also so jealous of Stanley Tucci because it's the best job in the world. I mean, that does sound like the dream, a travel show. I know. I got to pitch one of them. Tizzle and I are also trying to pitch one of them. Oh, nice. Well, bring we me Just on. join forces. Yeah, bring me along. I do have a complaint. Oh, you do? I got a couple complaints here. Okay. I kind of love when you have a complaint. It's pretty entertaining. So. Yeah. Hey, smoke detectors. <laughs> do you think that your clients are all fucking running on sonar are we all bats that we know exactly where the fucking ping is coming from are we whales that can fucking use sonar location to find what exact fucking disc of terrifying beeps that three in the morning is coming from no we're not okay i'm fine with you having the noise because it's so annoying that you have to change the battery i'm totally fine with that and you're trying to save lives but can we also have a light that fucking flashes a color that we know that that's the one that we got to change so we don't look like total dipshits walking around being like, wait, shh, 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 <laughs> Beep, not this one, fuck, and walking around. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and why do they always go off at three in the morning? Oh, always. Why? Every single time one of my smoke detectors has had a low battery, it's been the middle of the freaking night. Gotta be. My other thing is... <laughs> If you're going to have a package, you know when you have to open a package and there's like a little perforated edge and then you yeah, pull it. open here. Yeah, yeah. And then you pull it. Yeah. Have you ever had one where you pull it and it, it doesn't reach the opening and then you're just really fucked? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys had one job. Your one job was to cut a little notch a little bit lower than the opening of everything. And you fucked that up. I don't even know how you fucked that up. You got machines that are doing this to make it work. Or you have someone that fucking watches or has a little piece of scissors. And then everything that comes off the assembly line goes, okay, well, that's where it's open. So it's a little bit below that. And then boom, bang, bing. Everyone can open their shit. But no, you got to be an asshole and you tear the whole thing. And then you're like, fuck, I can't get into this now. Then I got to find scissors. No, thank you. Do better. This is, very, this is a very specific complaint. It just happened to me. I was having some salmon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back on the salmon, even though I gave him bubble guts two weeks ago. I'm back on, baby. You ain't bringing me down. Oh, God. So what do you have high blood pressure? Uh, <laughs> All those bubble guts stressing you out, Dude, should I, do my, should I do my blood pressure, like, right on this? Because I guarantee you this show raises my blood pressure like crazy. <laughs> do it right now. Okay, hold on. Let me go get the thing. <laughs> this show raises its blood pressure. <laughs> oh, I'm deceased. It's gonna be so high because it's like ran down there. <laughs> Look at that fancy, fancy blood pressure cuff. All right, here we go. Here we go, guys. LOL, that YFT raises your blood pressure. Let's put bets on what do we think this is gonna be? Well, what was it uh, when you got the COVID test? 160 or something? Yeah, over 119, which is not that. By the way, I did take a fucking blood pressure medication pill this morning. <laughs> so it probably won't be that bad. I'm hoping for 140 over 85. That's what I was thinking, 140. 140 over 85, let's hope for it. 160 over 96. See, that's not good. And I took a fucking blood pressure medication. The show gives me stress. Damn, that's not good at all. Can't wait to hear all the YFTers be like, you have bad blood pressure. You're terrible. I got one more. Oh, okay. I've been sleeping on tzatziki or tzatziki for way too long. 
the like restaurant? No. So <laughs> it's like a Greek yogurt dip that is in a lot of falafels or gyros and stuff. Oh, okay. If you just get like a little, like a tortilla or you're supposed to, you know, dip pita into tzatziki. And I just recently started getting that dip. Bomb.com? Bomb, dudes. Don't sleep on tzatziki. Or tzatziki. I don't know if I'm saying it right. It doesn't really matter. I don't either. So I'm down here in Gulfport and we went to a crawfish boil. I know you do these sometimes, don't you? I love a crawfish boil. I am so disturbed. And I know what you're, I already know you're going to say this happens to other animals. I'm so disturbed that you boil them alive to eat them. Yeah. So that's so sad. Like I went, first of all, I don't eat crawfish. I've never tried it. Can't do it because. Their little eyes are just looking at you, even though they're dead. But now that I know they were boiled alive, it's it's like they're looking at me while they're dying. And I, it's too much for me, my heart to handle. I can't handle it. Have you ever had lobster? That's what they do with lobster. I mean, I've had lobster like in a sushi roll. And now I'm devastated about that, too. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a- the only new food I've been around, I feel like. Yeah. Do they do that to crabs? Yes. Oh, so sad. Isn't there any other way? I think it kills them pretty fast. So it's like the same Ugh. as like putting a knife through their brain. Oh, let's try it on you and see how it works. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything else? Do you have any Muzaks or anything? Let me see if I do some Muzaks. All right. I've got covers for days, baby. Pull up the covers. We're going to have a nice little warm morning. Okay. Nothing but covers today. There's a bunch of really good music out, by the way. Great. I want to start with Clem Snide and Eve Barsley, which, by the way, was a huge fan of these guys and their bands back in Nashville. This is them covering Journeys Faithfully, and I'm all about it. So pull, okay. up, pull up the covers, baby. Right down the line, it's been you and me. And love and a music man ain't always what it's supposed to be. Oh, girl, you stand by me. I'm forever yours. Faithfully. Faithfully. You like that? You're right. That was the, yeah, I liked that a lot. I'm going to do all mine together because they're all covers, okay? Okay. Next one, you know my boys, the weeks are amazing. I'm liking that they went this way. Billy Eilish, bad guy. Round red my blood, you know sleeping. You're on your tippy toes creeping around like no one knows. Think you're so criminal. Bruises on both my knees for you. Don't say thank you or please. I do what I want when I'm wanting to. My soul's so cynical. You a tough guy, like you're really rough guy Just can't get enough guy, just always a buff guy I'm a bad guy, make your mama sad type Make your girlfriend mad type, my seducer your dad type I'm a bad guy Duh I think that's cool Very interesting, but yes, cool Last one, I saw that Brandy Carlisle did a cover of I Put a Spell on You. I'll tell you, I ain't lying. I ain't lying. You know I can't stand it. You running around.
I once interviewed Brandi Carlisle about her early days in the music industry and people tried to change the way she sounded. And that blows my mind that someone yeah. was like, you should sound a different way. What? What should she sound like? Not the greatest insane. fucking singer? What? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, people are stupid. What do you got? Yep. I really like the new Nick Jonas song. It's called Spaceman. I've always thought Nick J was a vibe. I don't know. I mean, he's no Kevin, but it's fine. I forgot Kevin's your favorite. Kevin's my boy. <laughs> Hashtag justice for Kevin. And I'm talking to you. But it never feels like it comes through. I'm on my own. I'm a space man. Yeah, yeah, I'm a space man. From the dark side of my moon. I'm hoping it separate me true. I'm trying to get home. I'm a space man. He's a he's a spaceman. Yeah. My boys in the band Camino have a new song called One Last Cigarette. I freaking love the band Camino so much. I like that. They're just so fun. I love them. Can we close out with Post Malone's <laughs> tune? Um, I haven't heard it. Let's just go out on it. I feel like. Okay. And, and here's the thing. I'm not making fun of it. It's actually really good. I just I saw this and I was like, what is happening? Um, all right, Brandi. I love you. Love you. I'm just going to let you it, just absorb this. Yeah, I'm trying to love While we it. cruise. Love Posty. We love posting. You and me, we come from different worlds. You like to laugh at me when I look at other girls. Sometimes you're crazy, and you wonder why. I'm such a baby, cause the cowboys make me cry. But there's nothing, nothing I can, can do. Looking for a girl like you. Honestly, I'm not shocked by this cover one bit. <laughs> I guess it's for Pokemon. I don't know. I don't know what's happening, but man, under the covers this morning has been real nice. I gotta say. <laughs> I'm here for this. Dude, Hootie and the Blowies? Love it. All right, Brandi. Uh, good app. Miss you. Love ya. Everyone out love there, you. go uh, sign up for our Patreon if you want. Oh, yeah. Don't forget about that five-star review to win a subscription. Do it. Um, okay. You can call me a fool, but I only want to be with you. Put on a little dinner, sitting on a fence. Love it. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.